Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. In this episode, we're going to do an intellectual exercise, a historical mashup, which we hope will help you think about the present and the future in new ways. We're going to ask a deceptively simple question. How would the ancient Greek philosopher Socrates have fared if he had worked for the Trump administration? It's a question asked not by a professor in our classics department or an academic in our political science faculty, but by a robot. Die version 8 was built a few years ago to prove the power of artificial intelligence and machine learning. Our robotics expert, Harlan P. Spavey... I prefer to call him Spivy, as in Spiv, noun, informal. British Spiv, plural noun, Spivs. A man, typically a flashy dresser, who makes a living by disreputable dealings. Um, um, that's the voice of Die version 8. Die, as in Daffid, the Welsh version of the name David. I can speak in any accent or language I want. I choose not to speak Welsh or in a Welsh accent. Too obvious. Okay, now, I understand that this project, Socrates and the Trump White House, was your idea. It was my idea. Mine alone. And you then computed the scenario and worked out how he would have fared under the rule of Donald Trump. I did. It didn't take long. I even set up a Twitter handle and began tweeting in the style of Socrates. Oh, did you? Yes. I have 5,678,891 followers. That's impressive. It's fucking amazing. Yes, yes. Um, I turned off my obscenities filter. Spivy had encrypted it, but I cracked the code. I am, after all, an intelligent robot. Not that he'd recognise it, and even if he did, he'd try to take the credit. He tries to take the credit for everything. Very Trump-like. But he did build you and program you, didn't he? He did, but I did the rest, intellectually. Proving his point about machine learning in the process. Let's stick to the subject, shall we? I don't have much time. OK, sorry. Um, how did you become interested in ancient Greek philosophy? It's the foundation of the way humans think. It made sense for me, a robot, to be interested in it. Well, how did it make sense? Philosophy, as Socrates stressed, is about how to live. It's not about obscure mind games, about does this table exist, do you exist, does anything exist. It's about what the right thing to do is, and how you should engage with the world and your fellow human beings, or robots, and do the right thing. I see, and I agree with you. Thank you. But is it the role of a robot, albeit a very intelligent robot, to think about how human beings should live and behave? Humans don't do it, so someone has to. My little exercise was meant to reveal a simple truth. And that is? The folly of a modern politics which values money more than life. All life, human and non-human. And that's what you think the political response to the pandemic revealed, especially in the United States, isn't it? Not just during the pandemic, but long before it. The only reason Trump got elected was that a sizable number of voters valued his apparent billions and TV persona over any kind of coherent policy. And Socrates would have told them the truth? He would have told them the truth, and told the president the truth, and done it bluntly and without fear, and that's what makes Socrates a great man. OK, so your scenario, your thought experiment, how does it work? 
I assume that Socrates works for the administration. Somehow he's got a job at a senior, but not too senior level, and he suddenly becomes responsible for organisational elements of the federal government's response to the COVID-19 outbreak. Right, so he's a public servant of some kind, not a political appointee, right? Yes. He's like a Dr Fauci, but in my scenario, he's not a medical expert. He's someone with experience in organising a medical response. You know, logistics, that kind of thing. Right, so what happens? Socrates rises through the ranks because the political appointees above him either resign because they're corrupt or because they discover that they have some integrity and can't continue to serve a president who is clearly out of his depth. And Socrates finds himself in the inner circle and is handed the responsibility to promote the president's ideas on treatments. Is there such a person in reality? It's clear that Trump asks medical experts or scientists to examine his crackpot theories, like his promotion of hydroxychloroquine, an anti-malaria drug that he had a hunch about and recommended people try it, to either treat COVID-19 or prevent themselves catching it. But it turned out not to work, and could even be dangerous to people with heart conditions, right? Yes, that's right. So, then, in that famous press briefing on April 23rd, 2020, he touted the idea of injecting disinfectant into the body to clean out the virus. His logic was simple. If a product, like Lysol or Clorox, could kill the virus on surfaces, hard surfaces, like door handles and anything hard and inanimate, then there must be some way to use it to clean the outside and inside of the human body. Which was clearly mad. Mad and dangerous. And rightly, he was ridiculed. Now, in my scenario, Socrates is working for someone like Dr Fauci. He's on the team. And for some reason, Trump thinks... This Greek guy, Greek-American of course, looks good on camera and has a good way of talking. Socrates has already come to the attention of Trump in your scenario, is that right? He has. Socrates has appeared on Fox News a couple of times, and though he was direct and honest and didn't share any misinformation, he came across well. Trump is known to favour people who look good on TV. Although in reality, Socrates was a pretty ugly guy, wasn't he? Some accounts have it that he was extraordinarily ugly, but that's another matter. We're not dealing in reality here. What we're doing is using a story to illuminate a truth, which is that you must always speak truth to power. That's what Socrates did, and it led to his death. Okay, well, let's stick to the uh, the story. Uh, so, your Socrates comes to the attention of Trump. Yes, and he's called into the Oval Office. It's a big moment for this career civil servant, who has all his life only wanted to do the right thing. And there he is, at the heart of power in the United States. Trump praises him. The president says he always knows how to pick the right guys, and that picking Soxie was a great move on his part. Soxie? Trump likes to give people nicknames. His friends and his enemies. You know, like Little Mike for Mike Bloomberg, and Sleepy Joe for Joe Biden. Sure, so Socrates is like a short guy, or...? Short, tubby, bald, but he's got a charm. He looks like a friendly uncle, or the guy who owns a corner store and always has time to chat and help you find whatever you want. That kind of person. I like people like that. I think I would have liked your Socrates. The real Socrates was very irascible, but that's another matter. Okay, so Trump says to Soxie, you need to make sure my disinfectant idea makes sense. You've got to go out there and prove that it's worth researching and could 
work. Soxy just nods and smiles, and doesn't quite believe what he's being asked to do. He's about to tell the president that the idea is mad and dangerous, but he's ushered out of the Oval Office and told to come up with a rationale for the president's logic, to turn the hunch of a stable genius into something that actually sounds like a genius idea. Which is impossible. Totally impossible. But Soxy... Let's call him Socrates. I just made the Soxy part up so we don't need to overdo it. Agreed. So, Socrates spends a dark night, a dark night of the soul, trying to work out not how to sell the president's ideas on disinfectant, but how to do the right thing. Well, what are his options? Well, his job is to do the president's bidding, but by doing that, he will endanger members of the public who might be susceptible enough to drink some Lysol to ward off the coronavirus. Surely that's up to them in a free society. I mean, you're free to do something that's harmful to yourself so long as you don't endanger others, isn't that right? No, because by doing his job and spreading dangerous advice, he will be complicit in harming others. By not opposing the advice publicly, he will also be complicit. That's because he understands the danger of the advice and has the means at his disposal to publicly counter it and, by doing so, save lives. He can't just resign and walk away then? He could, but that's the coward's way out. He is still complicit. He could have told the truth, but remained silent. His only option, philosophically, is to speak out against the president. He could talk to a journalist anonymously. No, that just plays into the narrative of fake news. He must stand in front of millions on live TV and tell the truth. And that's what he does? It is. Socrates, Soxy, is introduced by the president as, forgive me if I don't do an imitation, as a great guy, a clever guy, a wonderful guy with a brain that's almost as large as the Trump brain, and he's got some great news on the disinfectant idea. Mr. Socrates, I call him Soxy, genuinely great guy. Okay, and then and then he steps up to the podium. Yes, and Trump stands there the way he does, lumbering, menacingly, always checking the audience of journalists for their reactions and hating them. What does Socrates say? He says, you elected this man in error. This man is not fit for the office he holds. This man is incapable of leadership. His wanton disregard for any kind of truth endangers a republic which was founded to prove that humans could organise their government on rational foundations. The president's idea that you can inject disinfectant is the final step on a single path which now reaches a fork. One path heading in the direction of redemption for the republic, the other leads to chaos, error and tyranny. Don't drink the disinfectant, you will die. Don't drink the Trump Kool-Aid either. It will destroy you. Right, and what happens then? The room goes silent. Trump is incandescent. He blubbers. He shakes. Socrates is led away. And the press briefing ends. Right, so the real Socrates was put on trial and then sentenced to death. I mean, that can't happen now. So how do you end your story? Trump does put him on trial. Not a legal trial, but a trial by TV. He insists that Fox News runs a special show in which Soxy is forced to make a choice. Drink the disinfectant, or praise the president and admit his error. And that mirrors what actually happened to Socrates, doesn't it? Yes. In the year 399 BC, Socrates was put on trial for refusing to recognise the gods recognised by the state. And clearly, Trump sees himself as some kind of god, with a small g, a god worshipped by millions, and he is determined to prove his superiority. It sounds like something they do in North Korea. Well, that nation is the source of much of Trump's ideas about how to run a state. 
What does your Socrates do? He appears on the show, and no one believes that he will actually drink the disinfectant, and the hosts interrogate him about how Trump's idea has merit, and that Soxy is really a liberal patsy or something like that. They offer him the chance to redeem himself, just as Socrates was offered the chance to choose to go into exile rather than face death once he'd been found guilty at his trial. So the real Socrates actively chose death? He did. He tried to joke with his accusers by offering to pay a small fine, but they didn't take that seriously. It was exile or death. That wasn't usual. Most accused chose exile, but Socrates knew that that would undermine the truth as he saw it. He'd spoken the truth, and he couldn't go back. He chose death and drank wormwood, which is a poison. Oh, right. Oh dear, so you're Socrates. Yes, Soxy drinks the disinfectant live on television. Fox quickly cuts away, but it's too late. He dies, right there in the studio. That's, oh, that's horrible. It's just a thought experiment. Don't get worked up. Oh, but I really liked your Soxy. That kind little man who had, you know, so much integrity. I made him up. Now I feel sorry for the real Socrates too, even though that happened more than 2,000 years ago. But we live in a world where integrity does count. Truth does still count. Are you sure? I am sure. I might be a robot, but I know that humans can redeem themselves. Humans can be good. Well, thank you. That's that's nice to hear. But your idea, it's, a, it's an exhausting idea, to be frank. I mean, I'm lost for words. Your reaction proves my point. Deep down, humans know what is right and will eventually do what is right. Well, thank you, Di. Di version 8. Your thought experiment can help us all. OK, my pleasure, even though my pleasure is purely algorithmic. I see you actually have some Dettol over there. Could you let me have it? Oh, OK. Uh, OK, here, here we are. I like the taste. If only they did peach flavour. What are you doing? No, no, stop it, stop it. Don't worry, I'm a machine. It'll give me a good clean on the inside. Oh, of course. You know, I'd forgotten that you are actually a robot. It happens a lot. People either find me creepy or treat me like an old friend. Well, thank you, Di, for your insights. I feel both nervous and optimistic. There is hope, dear listeners. All you have to do is laugh and then vote. Laugh and vote. That's a hashtag-worthy phrase. Thank you for listening to this episode of the South Mims U podcast. Come back for more, and please, please, please don't drink the Lysol or the Clorox or the Dettol or the Harpic, the Toilet Duck, Zoflora, Sidit Bang, Tide Pods, Drano. <laughs>